0: Welcome to how to read, understand, and make use of the Scriptures. And as the title suggests, we have two main questions that we ask whenever we open up the Bible. The first one is: So, what does this uh, portion of Scripture mean? And when we understand, then, with the help of the Holy Spirit, the one intended meaning of uh, this portion of Scripture, then we then we can go to the second question, which is: So, how does God want to apply uh, this? news this uh, revelation of himself to us. Uh, what gift does he want to offer? What work does he want to do? And we often reference, uh, call that the salutary uses of the scripture, that God wants to give to us his word, the living and active word of God, um, to resurrect us and to recreate us and to um, change us to bring us into his family through this great gift of faith. So we've been talking about the scriptures as, um, the word of God. And what is it that the scriptures, uh, say about themselves, right? Not what we think, but what, what do the scriptures have to say? Uh, well, the scriptures will declare themselves to be God's words, uh, God breathed, uh, the truth, uh, authoritative, uh, living and active, and uh, we compare that to our nature, uh, which, because of the sinful uh, corruption, um, we need to be continually uh, enlightened by the Holy Spirit. All right, um, we are held captive by our own thoughts, and we are to be given the mind of Christ. So here's a here's a key thought: that though reason, uh, emotions. And even uh, spiritual experiences, they're gifts from God. Because of sin, they are still corrupted. And they need to be recreated. Uh, We need to be converted. Our mind needs to be resurrected. Our emotions need to be held captive to the very word of God. So we've uh, used this uh, diagram, speaking of the the scriptures, um, as the word of God. and And as the word of God they are king. They are ruler. They uh, sit on the throne. And reason and spiritual experience and emotion, uh, these gifts that are uh, given to us and that are converted, right, then are to serve as ministers to the scripture, not lords over it. So um, we, we speak of that as being sola scriptura, a Latin phrase for scripture alone. And we often say, you know, it is, it is written, or the Bible says, or God's word has this to say about this. So it sits as king. Where the trouble comes in is when reason and experience and emotion don't want to, don't want to be servants. They want to rule and uh, we call this then the magisterial use of those gifts. They rule then over the scriptures and then they determine what the scriptures mean, as opposed to the scriptures telling us uh, the truth about God. And then our reason, emotion, experiences must bow then before uh, this living and active uh, Word of God. So, um, I often suggest you let's not overthink it, right? Not not overfeel it, not over-spiritualize it, um, but rather we... Believe, teach, and confess. We say such things as, I believe. And then, you know, you think about the Creed. I believe in what? God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, uh, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified, dead and buried uh, for the forgiveness of sins, descended into hell. Uh, third day he rose again, ascended into heaven, and, uh, sits at the right hand of God the Father, and one day he will come to judge the living and the dead. We believe that. Believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Now, all of those things, if you were to talk about them in the workplace or tell family members at a gathering who perhaps aren't, uh, uh, aren't believing in, um, you know the Christian faith. They'll look at you as if you are, you know, you're a little strange here. What does it mean when you say that you believe that God created everything? Right? Oh, that couldn't be true. Um, that can't possibly be. How could it be that there's uh, this person who claims to be the Son of God and the Son of Man at the same time, and he was born of the Virgin? Oh, that can't can't be. How can you how can you say that this man performed miracles? Um, and that he went to the cross and you say that all of all of the sins of the world are on him and that he rose on the third day. Oh that that can't possibly be. Uh how can you say that one day, you know, um he will come again and he will judge the living and the dead, and for those who believe they will be brought into this new heavens and the new earth, but those who don't will be separated, that there is a hell, that can't possibly be. If I were to have a God, there would be no There would be no hell. And so we're continually confronted with what is it that we believe? What is it that we teach? What is it that we confess? Again, it's not my understanding, not my ideas, but rather uh, these creeds, these statements of faith, are responses, are responses to God's revelation. God said this. It is in God's word Jesus uh, promises this. Therefore, in response to that, now we can say such things as "I believe." And by the way, this isn't a a new concept. All right, all throughout um, the Scriptures, uh, Hebrews chapter eleven speaks of um, from the very beginning uh, the church, uh, those who belong to Christ Jesus, have have lived by by faith. So um, again. There's some wrong uses of such things as reason, emotions, and experience. And they usually usually are let in with such things as, well, I feel, or it seems to me, or I think, right? And so I'm not going to discount that we have those uh, emotions and thoughts, but let's express them for what they are. Let's maybe just put them down on a piece of paper, like we've often said, get them out. Put them down, say, you know, I feel, I feel that God has abandoned me, or it seems to me that if I were God, I wouldn't do it this way. Or I think, you know, that that's not, uh, that that's not possible. There must be some other, you know, um, understanding uh, behind that, uh, that portion of the scripture. So here are some examples, uh, wrong use of emotion, experience, and uh, human reason. Well, you know, everyone knows that miracles are impossible. So, you know, this crossing of uh, the Red Sea, um, that couldn't be possible. So maybe it means that there was like a Reed Sea. And during that time of the year, the water is really shallow. So the people crossed the Reed Sea. But again, if we look at the text in Exodus, it says that God parted the waters. The people of Israel went through all the way to the other side. And then the Egyptian army tried to pursue and overtake them, followed, and the waters um, closed over them. So um, how could it possibly be that that entire Egyptian army um, perished in a few inches of water in the Reed Sea? Well, the text says, God parted the sea, the people went through uh, the waters, And the Egyptians followed, and the waters uh, closed over them, and they were drowned. And so we just take, again, the scriptures at their word. The other one being, you know, it couldn't possibly be that God could feed, you know, over 5,000 people with loaves and fishes. So that's just a metaphorical, 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 that's how you say it, metaphorical story about how a little boy shamed all the rich people into sharing their lunch with the poor people. And that's, that's really the, the message of the story. But again, if you read the text, um, the text says that there were all of these baskets full of food left over. So if you have one group of people sharing food with another group of people, well, there's no food left, left over. So we just take the text uh, for what it says and don't impose then our reason upon it. So miracles are impossible or that can't possibly, can't possibly be true there wasn't a, a literal um adam and eve or there, w- there wasn't a literal jonah um and th- you know those are r- referring to the stories there wasn't a literal literal flood that occurred um it can also apply to promises right all those promises can't be can't be true at least for for me you know i'm uh, i've done too many bad things or i've committed this sin once uh once too often or you know God has surely abandoned me I look I'm looking at my life, he is not present with me uh, at all. if he were things would be be different. So this is uh, this is again reason, experience and emotion acting as king over the scriptures as opposed to being servants. So what should we do? again, we start reading um, we take the scriptures uh, at their word, um, we suspend our disbelief, right? So you come to the story of, of uh, you know, the crossing of the Red Sea or the feeding of the 5,000 or Jesus rising on the third day, though it's beyond our understanding, right, from a human perspective, sus- suspend disbelief, then, um, you know, read, see what happens then. See what happens because it's not my responsibility. I can't open my own eyes. I can't open your eyes, open you know our hearts to believe these things, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. In fact, we pray as we open up the scriptures, open my eyes. So open up the scriptures and you pray, Holy Spirit, open my eyes. So we start reading. We then see what happens uh, to the dead things when they are brought to the living and active Word of God. And um, as I often encourage us to do, Let's acknowledge all of the voices. Let's, let's acknowledge that I feel, or it seems, or I think. But let's not have them get the last word. Let's let them be brought into a conversation with uh, the king, the one who sits on the throne. Jesus, the word made flesh, and uh, the word given to us. So, I feel as if God has abandoned me. You may feel that. But what does God's word say? I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. It seems that you know there's so much injustice in the in this world and the righteous suffer and the unrighteous just go on their their way and it just doesn't seem right. Well, we entrust that into again the Lord's hands. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you give you rest. Or I think, you know, I have these thoughts. Well, uh, God's Word says my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways higher than your ways uh, as well. So, uh, again, read the Scriptures. Um, go to them and um, ask that the Holy Spirit, as you open the Bible, pray this little prayer. Open my eyes. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. And we have the promise that when we go to the Scriptures, the Holy Spirit will help us understand what the Scriptures mean. But also he will begin to apply them to us. Specifically, he will give to us the living and active word, which is Jesus. These scriptures will reveal the person and work of Jesus, and we will receive him and all of his gifts. And then we're going to begin to talk in future lessons about how we can make use then of Jesus.